Welcome to the CTG Nation podcast, episode 51, the leadership trifecta. But first, let's do a little housekeeping. Uh, happy 2023. We took a little bit of a break. We had gotten episode 50. Um, we had some discussions of, you know, should we just end it on 50? Uh, the topics were getting kind of scarce. We weren't always able to do, you know, a weekly episode of current events or even every two weeks sometimes. Um, is that just a little bit of lack of discipline? Is it actually, you know, material that we can talk about and actually putting out a good podcast or whatever? It kind of depended week to week. Um, we even thought about just folding up the LLC altogether because really it's just turned into a hobby type thing and not a – I mean it's not a money – we don't make money off of this. We just kind of do it for the people. Um, but all three of us have still always been busy. Like we're still grinding. Um, I've been kind of focusing on the last six months my new role as a corporal, um, which is kind of what – spurred the topic for this one. Um, and I'll be getting into some de- defensive tactics stuff, uh, with my department in the surrounding area. Bobby's moving over to, I'm probably calling it the wrong thing, but, uh, being the training NCO over at his department, um, which is just a completely different role, but I mean, we all like training, so it might be a lot of paperwork, but it's always a good time. Um, and then Kyle's actually, attempting to move over to a more specialized unit um, and get off of patrol on the road, which is kind of what everybody wants to do right now because calls for service are at an all-time high, um, regardless of whatever people's uses of force caseload is. Um, we're ta- everybody across the whole nation has taken more calls for service um, than ever before. But... Before we get into the nitty gritty of the trifecta, we're kind of kind of going to break it down um, from ha- a little differently than how it was originally presented to me, which I really liked, and it kind of helped me on my kind of um, leadership development and how I view my leadership style and how I try to help the people around me. All right, guys and gals. So, the leadership trifecta. So. When it was announced that I'd won my corporal board bit where I'm currently working, um, had a lot of long discussions with uh, kind of everybody across the department. Well, like, I mean, not everybody, obviously, but in different divisions, um, even with some of my dispatchers on kind of the different shifts over there. And I always try to talk about the differences of, you know, people's different leadership styles, the way the police, they police can be different. Like there's different tactics, um, how every shift was different. Every Lieutenant's a little bit different. Every Sergeant's a little bit different. So I had a, um, pretty long conversation with, um, you know, somebody, the sheriff's office, I've got a good relationship with, and he's a very, very experienced guy. Uh, no pun on his age, whatever, but I do make fun of him for that. But, um, you know, he's been a school resource officer. He's working civil division. He was a firefighter for a long, long time. Um, just good, just good dude that I like having long conversations with. Um, and you know, I wasn't really sure, um, you know, even how to, you know, approach being a corporal with this different set of people that I was going to be thrown into. Right. 
Now it's all worked out, uh, kind of spoiler alert at the end, but, um, so he gave me this little story, you know, in the South, we always have like that, that uncle or grandfather gives us these, you know, crazy analogies and stories and weird sayings and everything. So here's how he broke it down to me. And then I'm going to expand on it. So imagine our envi- your environment. Um, you can eat, you can think of it as your full life, or just specifically your job. So I'm going to focus focus in on just being a leader um, in a in your professional life in a professional aspect. If some dogs start hollering here in a second, you know, I've always got dogs barking in the background or somebody flying by the house or something. So your environment, picture your environment is a boiling pot of water. Okay. So the heat's up, um, you know, there's pressure on you. Um, and we're just talking about the pressures of your professional environment. And that can, and how that environment can change you. So we broke it down in three different ways. You can be thrown into an environment and you can be like a potato. So that sounds kind of stupid at first, but it's an analogy. Like, hang with me, right? So you'd be like a potato. That heat and that stress and that pressure, um, are you going to let that make you soft? Um, then we'll break down what that means in a second. Or can you be an egg? So put an egg in boiling water and that makes you harder. So is that good or bad? Think about it. Or you can be like some coffee beans where you change your environment, right? So there's the, there's your trifecta. Are you going to let the stress of work make you soft, hard, or are you going to change the environment? This helped me understand, uh, my leadership style that I've never really known how to describe it. I've just always tried to tell people, it's like, well, you know, I'm a good team player and I like to make people around me better. Um, You know, I'm no fucking all-star at anything, but I'm okay at a lot of things. And I never really had a good way to explain it until this kind of analogy story was told to me. So I've always been the the coffee beans kind of guy. I've never been... You know, even growing up, like on teams and schools, like I've never been thrown into um, some super performing all-star fucking team, right? Like I'm not one of those guys that's been thrown into a scenario where, you know, kind of a football comparison, like there's a big difference um, going on you know, getting on like the Alabama football team or Georgia or Clemson, one of these high performing teams and winning. I know there's a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes, but there's a big difference between being a winner 
a place that's already squared away or being a winner somewhere where you got to build it. Um, let's just keep the kind of ACC, SEC kind of situation going. Um, football situation like Carolina. Obviously, it's going to be way harder at Carolina to win a championship than it is at Georgia or Clemson. And that's coming from a Gamecock, okay? Um, so I've always had to, you know, work on myself, work on the people around me, maybe do certain jobs that fucking suck. Um, so now I got a good analogy for my leadership style. Be, be the coffee bean to change your environment for a positive change, obviously. Um, and that's kind of on the, on the base level. So I kind of broke it down a little bit further. So your environment that is changing you, putting stressors on you, um, and you may even get used to it sometimes, you know, you're used to your work pace, you're used to whatever your region is, you're used to certain partners, certain lieutenants, certain sergeants. Um, but as we all know, you got to change with that very rapidly in first response. So <clears throat> do you necessarily need to be like the coffee in your environment all the time? Maybe not. Maybe there's scenarios where you need to be softer. Uh, you know, you could go, there's an array of different calls for service that we can go to where you've got to be really straightforward and stern on one call. And then the next call you're dealing, you know, you're dealing with a child or somebody that's special needs or, or, or an elderly adult where you need more empathy. Um, which I've been guilty of in the past. I'm a lot better since I have kids now. Um, but think about that too. Sometimes you need to be a little, quote, softer. Okay? Um, but then do you need to be soft all the time? Like, do you just need to be a pussy pushover? No. But you also don't need to be a hard ass all the time or an asshole. But especially in law enforcement, sometimes you need to be a little harder. You gotta, you gotta set the tone. You gotta lead from the front. You gotta make decisions, because um, we're ultimately taking people's freedoms away. That can affect them for the rest of their life. Um, it can have different impacts on the community, um, you know, as a whole, or even like individual families. And then with kind of all three of these, I think people can also see it in the public. It's like, Oh man, like, why is that dude such a pussy? Why is that officer like not making decisions? And then it's like, Oh, why is that guy always an asshole? But usually being like a coffee bean and changing your environment is kind of the one that's not, um, that's more of a behind the scenes thing. Um, for people that either just don't pay attention at work or, or the public, you know, the public's just going to see the soft or the hard. They're not going to see stuff that you're doing behind the scenes to make your department better, your shift better and yourself better. Um, but besides the environment, you can kind of think of like on a micro or a, or a macro scale. So is, are you picturing the environment as, just all of policing like day to day or are we kind of applying this to a specific call for service? Um, you've got to think about that and 
break that down, do some freaking soul searching in yourself and see which one you need to work on. Or if this analogy can help you describe some people in certain situations or if you're FTO and somebody or somebody new to the department or if you're just helping one of your boys one-on-one because, I mean, this obviously isn't just applicable to law enforcement. Um, It can be applied to to life for anything. So hope you all like that analogy. This is going to be one of my short and sweet episodes. Uh, You know, not really a moto minute, but uh, hopefully that helps you personally and professionally. Um, coming up, we got, so we're like four weeks out from the SWAT challenge. They changed it to SWAT challenge and not SWAT comp. So it doesn't sound as scary, whatever. Um, about the same amount of teams. Um, there'll be some people added in at the very end, but you know, Greenville's there, Spartanburg's there. Um, North Metro's back. Um, so far as I know, we're in the middle of January now. And uh, they added um, the SRT team from the Department of Corrections in Georgia, which will be cool. Um, And then getting back up to the upstate, which I don't think I've done since the last comp. It's been kind of a busy year personally and professionally. Um, We'll get some of the guys on for that leading up to that comp. I will be up there all week. um, And hopefully I can get more content than I did last year because I did not. We were just so, you know, it was the first year of the comp. Uh, it just wasn't really that smooth. Still a good time. Um, but we got more of the logistics down to where maybe I can sit down with more people and have some good conversations from some of the teams from the Southeast that we're going to be, we're going to be out there with. Hope you liked the little Moto Minute here. Make sure to like, share, review, and subscribe all things CTG on our website, Instagram, and Facebook. And don't be afraid to reach out with any questions, recommendations, gripes, or or if you would like to be on the podcast or anybody that uh, you think would be you know, a fun conversation. Till next time.